Are you ready to learn something tonight? I think uh, a couple weeks ago, well, no, I guess maybe a month or two ago because time flies, but um, I'm getting ready to share with you some principles that literally changed my life. I don't, I'm not saying that uh, exaggerating at all, but I'm going to talk to you about understanding spiritual authority. And this can, t- this can take your life so many places to, uh, in a good direction, and it can really help enable you to walk in the very middle of the will of God for your life. So again, this study changed my life. It helped me. It really set the course of my life, and I'll explain that to you as I can over time here. Let's go to our first scripture tonight, Romans chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, Romans 13 beginning in verse 1. And uh, the word says, I'll be reading for the Amplified Classic, let every person be loyally subject to the governing civil authorities. For there is no authority except from God by his permission and his sanction. And those that exist do so by God's appointment. So, you know, I just want to say it again, I am not a you know, there's some pastors that get mad at me because I'm not political. I, I happen to trust you enough that you'll study the Word and vote your conscience, vote the closest you can to the Word of God, and I believe you're adults, and I believe that I don't want to use my influence to pull you in a direction that you might not want to go. However, I think if we all study the Word, we probably all go to the same place. But, um, you know, whether you're Republican, Independent, Democrat, periodically we have either one in the office, and, and our first number one thing other than, is not complaining, it's praying for those that be in authority. Because here's the thing, um, you, you could get so politically minded that the church begins to do no good. And, and uh, we're here to gain will with people of all races and all cultures, and I'm not going to polarize anybody because of a tag or a sticker or a bumper. No, just, well, I was going to get mean. I sort of, I was sort of mean Sunday. But uh, could you just tell that person, this is you speaking, tell them, mind your own business. <laughs> all right, see, see what I did? But um, no, it's really, we vote our conscience, but we pray for those that be in authority. Don't get so locked up that somebody might have gotten in office you didn't vote for. you got to pray as much for the person who you might have voted in office. We have to make sure there's not, there, there's not judgments and rules and regulations and laws enacted that would work against God's will. And we have to come against corruption no matter what. And so we, we take a stand on biblical worldviews, so I happen to believe this is the way that um, we're supposed to do it for this ministry. But that's why here, you might have read that first part of that scripture says, well, I didn't vote for them to be in office. Well, they're still your president. And you start working against yourself by putting your mouth against them. You pray for them. Now, if you, if you have to stand for righteousness or something like that, uh, don't cause a riot you can peacefully protest. You can, you can, you, you can uh, stand for a cause without being rebellious. Did you know that? I'm not sure how good this is going to go tonight. But, uh, but therefore, he who resists, listen now. Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authorities, read that next with me. Resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. Again, we're talking about spiritual authority, and, and God has positions of authority, and we have a right to vote people in office or vote people out of office, but authority is going to exist because authority is of God. So, therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authorities resists what God has anointed and arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty due them. For civil authorities are not a terror to the people of good conduct, right? 
I, I don't care if I'm going the speed limit. I see a blue light behind me. I still do, do you know, I still do a little bit of a, oh, just, and I, how many know that even when it's not after you, you still pay attention to that, that side mirror, you know, like, you know, just in case you're over the speed limit a little bit. For civil authorities are not a terror to the people of good conduct, but to those of bad behavior. Would you have no dread of him who, ha who is in authority? Then do what's right, and you will receive his approval and commendation, for he is God's servant for your good. Do you want a good president? Pray for them to be good. Do you want a wise president? Pray for their wisdom and tear off any blinders and send perfect labors across our pr president to help give them good counsel. You know, I guess I do go back generations, and I do remember a time that no matter who got in office, that was our president. I said, that was our president. And we pray that they make the right, the right judgments and the right calls for we the people. But then it's turned into we the party. And then it's turned into to different sects and different, different schisms and different divisions. And that's not God. And I will not be a part of that. For he is God's servant for your good. That's verse 4. But if you do wrong, you should dread him, be afraid, for he does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant to execute his wrath, punishment, and vengeance on the wrongdoer. You know, I, I'm make sure I remember I'm verse 5, verse 5. Okay, it's verse 5. Um, I'm not saying that whoever's in authority, if they start taking our Bibles away from us, if they start doing some things that are unethical and dictatorial and against God's character, I will not submit to that authority. I wouldn't have to because I'm going to submit to the higher authority, which is the Word of God. And that goes for, I have to say it because if you go to Harvest Church, I'm your pastor, and I want to make sure you understand, not everybody that gets in the pulpit's right. If you just face, if you just follow anybody without checking their character and their decision making, and who are they submitted to? I'm talking about spiritual authority. Naturally and spiritually, they they really are able to uh, give us great revelation on how we can conduct our lives and be at peace with all people, as much as is in us. Now, other people might walk away not being peaceful, but you tried. So therefore, one must be subject not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment, but also as a matter of principle and for the sake of conscience. You know, if there's one thing we want every day is a hypersensitive conscience. What does that mean? We follow the Word, we read the Word, and the more tender our heart becomes because we're following God and obeying His Word and following His Spirit, when you step over the line, you know it because it hurts your heart. And those who, are, who, are, um, who have received the Lord are one spirit with the Lord. When we're walking closely with the Lord, if something bothers us, it's probably bothering Him. And, and if we override our conscience, you know what? That's, that that um, clouds our ability to make decisions. Let me tell you why. Because... The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, and the voice of our spirit is our conscience. So if you've got a conscience that's cluttered, you're not going to be able to make good decisions. A, desens a desensitized conscience, it's a various dangerous state of being. I don't mind telling you just about every single day, just about every day, is God, I rededicate my life to you. I reconsecrate my life to you. If I've erred in any way, God forgive me. And I'm not sin conscious in the sense that I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I want to be, I, I want to be so sensitive before God. If I've overlooked something, correct me, God. I'll, I want to see it. Because you know what? It's not just for myself or my family. I'm over, 
I'm, I'm a leader that's over church, and my wife and I over churches in three states. We want to be able to lead right and lead well and be a good, good example where we can say, follow us as we follow the Lord. Notice, you're not supposed to follow somebody if they stop following the Lord or His Word. And we're seeing churches all over the place take out chapters. And I don't want to get in that. But I'm just saying, if, if any church starts making decisions contrary to the Word of God, that's not God's church anymore. It's, and we pray for churches that their authority would get straight, get right, make it right. Otherwise, if they don't, get those people out of that church and into a good Bible-based church. Because the church is supposed to be the conscience of the community. Now we have churches they're known for. That's the drinking church, in case you want to go there. That's the after-party church, in case you want to go there. Verse 6. Or did I say 5? Let's go back to 5 because I said it was 5. Therefore, one must be subject not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment, but also as a matter of principle and for the sake of conscience. I don't want to do or say anything that would hurt the heart of God, violate the Word of God, violate what the Spirit of God is leading me to do, that is it's the same um, voice that wrote the Word and it agrees with the Word. Verse 6, for this same reason, you pay taxes. Oh, you know I would have had to say that. And, and uh, you, you, same reason, you pay taxes for civil authorities or official servants under God, devoting themselves to attending to this very service. Render to all men their dues. Pay taxes to whom taxes are due. Revenue to whom revenue is due. Respect to whom respect is due. And honor to whom honor is due. Understanding spiritual authority. Understanding spiritual authority. God's kingdom is established on authority. We need to know about authority. We need to learn how to respect authority while making sure there is proper authority over them. Amen. There should always be checks and balances even at the very highest level, especially at the highest level of leadership. You say, Pastor Cohen, well, when you're in your 90s, who's going to be your pastor? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I, we have a board of directors. I just don't go doing my own thing. We, we have... We have, uh, you know, a good board of counsel, and, and so, you know, I'm going to follow Bishop, and long as he chooses to be on this earth, and Hagen's, and we've got a board of directors, and so we, we're well covered, well covered. So we need to know about authority and learn how to respect authority while making sure there's proper authority over them. Through this study, we're going to know how to relate to God better. We're going, to re we're going to learn how to relate to God's delegated authority better. And both natural and spiritual at that, authorities. See, we've had people follow us before that were good with us, but bad with you. Right. That, that's not our culture. If you see that anywhere, it, the light will shine on it because our culture treats everybody with respect. When someone sees, you know, uh, someone authorized in an area, this is because we've authorized them, but uh, you, we're going to have respect for them as well. I'm going to say it again. We've had some people, highly intelligent, highly gifted, they did great with us, but terrible with everybody they work with. That's not, that's not good. As a matter of fact, if they don't straighten up, then God. Do you know sometimes God will tell people to leave a ministry? Because they, they were starting something and they were not the right culture, not the right DNA. Is everybody okay? This is what's known by the Bible as not just bread or 
baby's food. This is more getting into some meaty stuff. We need this too. Oh, I'm looking forward to Sunday getting me a filet mignon or philemon. Filet mignon. Okay, so dictionary of authority, what's it mean? The power or right to do something, particularly to give, to give orders or to see that they are followed, accountability. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to, to Leon, and sometimes I refer to him because he's, he and so, so many other people in this ministry are such a godsend to me. But, but I've, um, for years and years and years and years, my wife and I have led ministries, and, and this one that we pioneered about, was it 23 years ago? And, and uh, I always wanted a day where I didn't have to be executive director anymore, but that, that we could delegate it uh, with someone who's been with us, has the DNA. They have some corporate experience, but they also know the body of Christ. And, and you know, talk about people with... Um, with authority, they also have accountability. And one of the things that uh, we've done with, with our leadership team is we evaluate. We meet one-on-one. We hold people accountable for what they are asked to do. We agree upon things. We have Q, Q1 evaluation, Q2 evaluations. Q3. You, you know what I'm talking about? Quarterly, Quarterly we evaluate. Hey, where are we? And uh, so I'm so thankful that Leon's able to help us in that capacity, and he's, he's raising up Joseph uh, to, to walk in that executive role as well, and they, they're a dynamic duo, Batman and Robin. See, here's the thing. If, if Leon, and, and, you know, people pretty much know Joseph's role here, and, and again, by the way, he didn't just get a title without earning his stripes. So how long has Joseph been in the ministry? Uh, he's been in the ministry 26 years. How long have you been in the ministry? Hannah's been 28. Hmm? Oh. Um, so when Leon sends a Joseph to an area to do something, we should respect them. And there's not anything going on, by the way. <laughs> I just was just mentioned that. But in other words, don't just be good with Leon because he's been here for so long. Be good with Joseph. Don't be just good with Reverend Judy, but be good with whoever she might send in that respective area. Hmm? We should respect one another. Um. You know, I have a right to lead Harvest Church because God put me in the position. And I might add that position that I didn't care about. My wife and I never, ever had as an ambition coming up through our younger years that, man, I want to just be a leader of the church. I want to pastor the church. No, I was totally different than that. Going in a direction, I was going all the way business. And, um, but anyway, God had my number. I can't tell you my whole story, but we didn't start where we are. We, we, we just, once we found out God's hand was upon our life, what in the world are these stink bugs bothering us here for? Well, something's alive. It's all the carpet alive. I'm like, what is that? Oh, so anyways, I heard you don't supposed to squish them. Yes, I did not squish them. So, all right, we'll give it to Leon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, what was I saying? Um, oh, so yeah, I didn't have the ambition to pastor one day, but once I realized that my heart was not fulfilled in the business realm, and I could just see, looking back on my life, just certain indicators that I wasn't really settled in different areas, then all of a sudden I found out that God's hand was upon me in a different direction. I was supposed to go in a different direction for my life. But, uh, and we went through a process. Um, so, you know, even current day to day, I have a right to lead Harvest Church because God put my wife and I in this position. In other words, we have the keys. 
right? Uh, but I don't have a right or authority to have access to our secured safe without accountability. I wish I could say something, but I'm not going to. I just hope every church has their yeah, has accountability. Let's just stop right there. Authority must be paired with accountability, always. And uh, we've created a culture here now that if there's a volunteer position or, or even uh, a staff position or something like that, they come into a thorough interview to the point that we paint the picture in the culture of our organization. And if somebody doesn't want to submit to Leon as the executive director, well, they need to find somewhere else to work. Now, I have certain access to ministry positions, but he's over day-to-day working with our staff to help operations run smoothly. And it's enabled me to be able to fulfill and my wife be able to fulfill our role much, much better. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 says, "Take Take care and be on guard for yourselves and the flock over which you chose to be a pastor. So that's my career. Does it say that? All right, let's, let's take it from the top. Take care and be on guard for yourselves and the whole flock over which what? The Holy Spirit has appointed you. I, I get upset at those little home groups that have no covering. They're out of order. If you don't have an anointing to pastor people, it's, it's, and it's no more valuable than an anointing to sing or an anointing to be security or an anointing to be over, you know, help the youth. But if, you, if you're not anointed to, to pastor a church, you can't do it. All you do is mess up people. Are you guys ready for this teaching? I, I do at times, I walk softly because I realize that the Holy Ghost has pointed us, uh, you know, to oversee and, and be shepherds to tend and feed and guide the church of the Lord or of God, which he obtained for himself, Jesus buying it, saving it for himself with his own blood. I did not decide what I was going to be. I just knew God's hand was upon me. I was supposed to head toward Ramah and serve my way to my destiny. And again, I was not supposed to decide what I was. I was supposed to discover what I am. You already have within you everything God meant for you to be and what you produce. That's why you see highly talented sometimes, again, get in the music, uh, music world, is so many of those people have sold out and have gone the direction of the world, and now they're all messed up. That's why God doesn't go for these entertainment churches that are, they're in the news. I'm not going to judge them. I judge myself. I keep telling people, the more I don't know, Oh, wait a minute. The more I know, the more I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. I, I'm going to mind my own business. I'm going to scan current events. going to keep us, you know, right in the middle of the God as I uh, possibly can. Going to fulfill the will of God for my life, and that's, that's plenty enough. But regardless of what God's called you to be, you will have to go through a process to be qualified under good authority. You cannot be matured through a home study that doesn't have a church, that doesn't have a pastor. Read Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, we're supposed to be under that type of anointing so that we can grow up in Him, fulfilling the will of God, the length, the breadth, and depth, and the height of everything we're called to do. Those of you viewing online, if you can, come back. If, if you're shut in, we understand. Uh, 
you know, watch video virtually, but come on in and, 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 and come back to community. There's more that happens in corporate settings like this, and, you know, I have to say it does bother me sometimes that the world has so much competition against the church. In other words, on every significant church night, there's normally practices, recitals, da, 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 da. and I'm not saying take those things away from your kids. We tried to find the balance with our kids, and they were highly involved. And uh, it, it's somehow, though, there's a way that we can teach our families that church is a priority. It is. However, we understand that this is happening then, and a lot of times my wife and I, that's where we were a team. We just had to do what we had to do, to, but, but still, we wanted to raise our kids in such a way they understood the authority of God, they understood our love for the church, they understood the right way of doing and being right according to the Word of God. Talking about authority, you know, I have a right to use my laptop computer with my codes and everything, but I don't have a right to take your computer and use it. I mean, you say, that? well, that's true. Well, but at home, my wife can take my phone and take my computer anytime she wants to without my permission. Man, it's going to get any better. I don't know how. Just... This is awesome. You don't have side POs that you don't let your spouse into. You don't have any such thing as a phone that you're not going to let your wife look at anytime she wants to. Take your laptop out of your hand, and especially those who have messed up in areas. You don't trust me, do you? Why are you saying that? Here, take it. Repenting means I changed. Repenting means I've got software on my computer that, that doesn't even let me go someplace. And if there's software there that, that will send an email to somebody that you're accountable to that you just tried to visit that site. That's why I couldn't have surgery. <laughs> Man, I really want it done today, but you know, God's timing. We're talking about authority. We're talking about spiritual authority. We're talking about something that forever changed my, my life. We're talking about God's kingdom is established upon authority. We're talking about what is authority. Here's some examples uh, we have delegated authority, but accountability is required. Some people want a position, then, then, you just, then they want to tell you, just leave me alone. Don't, don't oversee me. You just, just macromanage me. Well, I'm going to micromanage you until you prove to me I don't have to. Please be a micromanageable person. Only people that will ever rise the heights of leaders of leaders are those that will do, do their job in such a way that they'll bring relief to all their, the, the, the bosses they have or their direct reports they have, and, and, and they, will, they will be um, people that, that look forward to examinations, evaluations, goals, accomplishments, and uh, check status on things and get things accomplished. So we have delegated authority, but accountability is, is required. Harvest, we even have ministers here that we have anointed and ordained to do some things that somebody that's not ordained cannot do. They have been uh, prayed over and sanctioned on behalf of this organization to fulfill sacerdotal functions. Say, so what in the world? Sacerdotal what does it sound like? Dodo bird? Really? 
Crocodoodle? Okay. Um, but anyway, sacerdotal functions, it's like marrying, it's like having funerals, like helping with uh, water baptism, communion. Oh, there's just a lot of different things. And also pastoral care. We have a right, they have authority to get in places that normal people cannot because they hold a card that is sanctioned and current by Harvest Church. But it's not a guarantee that you'll have a card next year unless you still follow our guidelines of operation and if you go through that renewal process. We just, no, we didn't just. It's just because I was going to say, we just went through three states of re reevaluating credentials for three states of ministers, and <laughs> some are still trying to be, oh, do we need to renew? Oh, that's, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that just hits your funny bone, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. But, um, you know, even when it comes to that, our production team back there, you know what? Let's give them a hand back there. Come on, our production team. <clears throat> I mean, you've got Randy Sheely back there. He, uh, he is an assistant with Melissa Pennington, and... He oversees, with her help, the media team, the lighting team, the camera and video, the sound, translation. So, you know, it's so funny when, 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 when people, they might be in a service and they might see a light flicker or something, and they go to authority, what's wrong with that light? It's flickering over there. Well, don't worry about it. We're, we've got that covered. We've got that covered. And I uh, might see an angle of, of, of a video or camera or something like that. Wait, 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 wait. We've got qualified people back there. And guess what? If you want to be a part of that, you can join their team. And you could be trained. Would you please stop coming to me and us with problems? And how about offering some solutions? And then how about offering some volunteering service? Ooh, I got people standing up waving their hankies. I'm talking spiritual authority, what? What? Oh, did I not call Monica? How could I have forgotten Monica? What did she do? See, I am so glad. I don't know what half y'all do anymore because Leon does. But, yeah. Oh, my goodness. She does the scriptures and slides and the, I can't even mention it all. It's, she, organization. Oh, Yes. Where you at, Monica? You standing up back there? Where you at? Yeah, yeah, Monica. Monica. Oh, boy. I need administrators in my life. I'm a visionary. I tell you where to go, but you tell me how to get there. <laughs> Which way we getting there? <laughs> uh, it's, it's beautiful because we all have our strengths and we are deficient by design. But, you know... Um, there is no such thing in this ministry where you just sort of volunteer and take over and do it your way. I've had people come in this ministry before. Aren't you glad it's my night of frustration? <laughs> I, I, I'm getting it out, venting, yeah. But I, I literally, this was on your watch, Hannah, that, that, um, that, that yeah, that somebody came in and, and they were very gifted, don't get me wrong. Very gifted. They're going to say, wait and see what we can do with this thing. I can't tell you, babe. But just know this. I took care of it. Not in my house. You got all that type of giftedness. Why? Oh, yeah. We don't let egos on. That was, that was very rude what I just did to you, wasn't it? That was rude. I'm sorry. That was bad. Okay. Y'all forgive me? All right. So, yeah, we don't have what? Egos? No, 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 no. That's bad. Because that's, that's the way Lucifer being over praise and worship was kicked out of heaven because he thought he's, he said, wait a minute, God, I think I can do your job better than you can. Well, that type of person won't do well with Harvest Church. Your gift will make room for you if you just do it right. You know, if you got a gift, you don't have to tell everybody you do. 
Oh, my goodness, this is so good. I'm going to go back watch this, watch this video. <laughs> we did video tonight. But no joke, uh, some of the things that I've been going through lately, you know I go back to? Worship night. And I go back and listen and feel that anointing and just, and Sunday, I, I probably played that thing 17 times. The praise and worship, like saying, is that spiritual authority? No, but it'll do you good. Sometimes go back. All right. The word authority, as used in the Bible, usually means a person's right to do certain things. If you don't have authority in that area, why are you doing that? I mean, we're happy to help you to come on the team and help us do that, but you don't start out in leadership. You serve, you aid your destiny, you get trained. I don't care how many degrees you have. I appreciate it. I mean, I hope it can help us. But I just hope you're not, I hope you're not overeducated at the point that you lost your humility and have some sort of pompous attitude. If I see any leader, volunteer, anything, just, you know what I'm saying, just thumb their nose down at somebody. Y'all know what I just met there? Look down on people? Mm -mm. No, no, no. All right, y'all enjoying this front row over here? Yeah, you enjoy this? All right. Yeah. That's, that's my future leaders right there. Right there. Yes, that's it. Yeah. We have a wonderful children's ministry and youth and young adults and everything. You know, um, Delegated authority gives a person the power or right to give, give commands, um, and you almost have to watch what it means by commands, because you almost think, how many remember our Gomer Powell, Sergeant, what's his name? Carter. That's not the right way to lead. <laughs> Who knows Gomer Powell? Who doesn't know Gomer Powell? <laughs> so, so anyway... Well, golly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, when we have authority, it gives us the right and the power to lead people, then to enforce policies, to oversee policies, to, to um, follow the process we have so that we have uh, by the time we do this process, we end up with a good product. He said, man, I feel like I'm in a business seminar. Well, you know, this would really help you. It really could. And the good thing about it is we don't just settle on the process as it is. We are ever increasing looking for ways to improve. We're looking for ways to get younger in all areas as we get older. Yeah. You know, I have the right, because I've held, um, I've been delegated authority, my wife and I, to oversee Army, our Southeast region, because the Hagans delegate us that authority. And guess what? Um, we were supposed to be out in Branson with them next week, but because of all the other stuff that was going on, this is the first time we're not going to be there in years and years. But we go to those meetings not just to have ice cream. We go to those meetings to find out how we're doing, what we need to be doing differently, uh, how we can serve better, and then we bring it back to our region and all of our different districts. And then, but I've delegated authority to nine state directors, and we don't have a right to go over and take over their meetings but we have to hold them accountable to do their job. If I don't hold somebody accountable to do their job, I'm not trying to help them become the best leader they can be. I always, we always try to go the second mile with every person, whether, the, you know, whether they're here or they decide to leave or whatever. We always try to do the second mile with other people. There's no such thing. I know I'm driving this point home tonight, but I think it's good. There's no such thing as delegated authority without appropriate boundaries and accountability. 
No organization should have any area being an island. You leave me alone. This is my area. This is, there's boundaries right here. Wait a minute. Where's collaboration? Where's the family? Where's the? I'm not saying that people can step over your authority in your area, but uh, we 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 collaborate on things. We we have chemistry, and um, we we hold people accountable too. Because I like this. I heard it said, accountability. Listen, accountability. How many loves accountability? Three of us raised our hand, right? Love accountability. In other words, you love getting that uh, exercise person that you've said, I want to be this amount of pounds by the end of this year, and you go get on the scale for Judgment Day next Saturday, and you love that, don't you? You do? You do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But accountability is the glue. Listen, it's the glue that ties commitment to the result. Do I really want that result? Then there's probably pain in between you and that result. And if you have accountability to hold you to, to um, like our whole organization, we set goals every year about October and, and, and we set our yearly calendar and different things like this. And then, and then people tell us how, how they're going to go about accomplishing that and, and all the different maybe numeric things they're believing for. And then guess what we do? We do our best to serve our people to succeed. We do our best to. We meet with them. You know what else we do? We make sure they have a coach, a specialist coach in their area so they can ever have us improving. You know, I am really sure glad I go to Harvest Church. I'm just glad I go to this church. Thank God. <laughs> I, I mean, I really enjoy teaching on leadership, and this really dovetails into both natural and spiritual authority. Let me tell you something. If you follow me as I follow the Lord, these types of principles will help you get in a position uh, to be promoted if you want to. There's a lot of people who want promotion. They just don't want to learn more. <laughs> oh, I want to raise. How many more problems are you going to solve? I want to raise, but you're not getting along with people. So if you don't get along with people... Why would I want to promote you? I think it's time for me to uh, end this sermon. A body of men, a body of women, an organization, small groups, holding themselves accountability nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. A body of men, body of women, organizations, small groups holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. Thomas Paine said that. Won't you stand up? I think hopefully you got something out of tonight. You know, my wife made me this tea. I think I was scared to taste it because, man, it's in this container. And I was like, I'm ready to have a sip of tea. And I'm telling you what, it baptized me in the Holy Ghost and fire. I mean, I'm not kidding. She went and put four ice cubes in there. Now, it's still hot, so you know. Wow. Are you, are you getting something good from tonight? Is there anything that I wasn't clear on? Is, um, is there a question you might have? Are you scared of me? <laughs> Let's pray. Father, all of us open up our hearts to what we've heard tonight. Father, I don't want to be the best possible leader of leaders and leader that I can be, that, pe that people would find it easy to work with. 
Yet, at times, though, I have to bring correction and evaluation and accountability as I am under authority. And Father, I thank you for, for helping all of us see what a healthy view of spiritual authority is as it pertains to the church, as it pertains to your ways, and as it pertains to the natural world and, and the reason why things are so chaotic. So thankful that we have the Word of God as our standard, our final authority. We have a biblical worldview, and you are the King of kings, and you are the God of all authority. We're going to talk about you. We're going to celebrate you. Oh, thank you, because you're flawless. You're perfect. So thankful for what you're doing in all of our lives, stretching us so we can grow further. God, if if we've stood on the sideline and we need to get in the game, there's coming a day you're going to evaluate us. We know that based upon what you called us to do. And you equipped us and you gifted us. And you assigned us to organizations or leaders that will help us fulfill that role. If any of us have erred in any way concerning proper respect for authority or putting our mouth against authority, God, show us if we need to do anything, apologize, or get things right, we'll do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, don't let someone's rebellion take you out of your place you know you're supposed to be. You're not going to stand before them in eternity to receive Evaluation. We're going to stand before the Lord. There's some of you here tonight that um, you have that experience where you got caught up in the crowd. You walked a wrong direction you thought you'd never go. But then all of a sudden, you're at that place and you found out, oh my, and, this, and all of a sudden the scales were torn back and you realize, oh my goodness, I need to get... I need to get right. I need to go back. I need to apologize. Whether that fits you or not, let's stay sensitive to God. Let's respect people. We don't respect what everybody does. But guess what? Who are we supposed to judge mostly? Judge ourselves so we won't be judged. Now, again, I'm hearing, hearing this just came on my heart, so there's some of you who are, are married, and you say, but man, the Bible says the husband is in authority over the wife. Well, in the right world, it's correct, but the only way the man can be the head of the wife is if Jesus is ahead of the man. And Christ laid his life down for the church. And that's the type of husband that you you could be happy to submit to. Because he also gets your input and you make decisions together. It's not dictatorial. But I've I've seen some guys get a hold of that one scripture and they say, submit woman. (laughs) Uh, No. If I'm in the same room, I'm saying, no, you don't have to submit to that. What's the word say? There's a right way. Ladies, would you agree with me? If your husband is submitted to Jesus and he's loving you like Christ loves the church, you can be complaining about that. You can have a hard time submitting to that. No, of course not. Because, ah, let me finish with this. Can I finish for the fourth time? All right. There was a card that was sent to us, and we we rarely ever get cards of encouragement. (laughs) Just just tell you that. Um, 
But there was one particular lady that uh, reached out to my wife, and I just was reading. I said, that'd be good to share tonight. And I'm just, just encouraging my wife tonight. Dear Pastor Misty, I was impressed to share what was laid on my heart. I witnessed you after the first service picking the trash up that was scattered over the sanctuary. It was um, disturbing to know that it even occurred in the sanctuary. But um, what was most impressive is that you, you didn't ask anyone else. You just went and picked it up yourself. That's what we do. When I reflected later on this, I was taken to the thought of Jesus who could have called on the legions of angels to protect and defend him. But the scripture had to be fulfilled. And as pastor and leader, you didn't see yourself above the task at hand, please. Listen, again, the more promotion you get, the more responsibility you get to serve others. Nor did you believe another would do it. You, did, you demonstrated excellence, a standard requested or, or, and desired as we are made in his image, his spirit. Knowing there's much on your mind and matters, needing sorting out, you took the time to clean. And this is a characteristic to be admired. Wasn't that nice? I said, but you know, I, that is such my wife. You know, and I, and um, we just, we love you guys so much. And we're doing our best to make sure you fulfill the will of God for your life. The length, the breadth, the depth, and the height. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for what we've learned tonight. We're going to apply it. Grace us. Forgive us. Help us to get it right with people if need be. And Father, help us watch our mouth uh, with those of being authority. Father, certainly in every administration, there's things we don't like in every administration. So, Father, we're going to just continue to pray and, and, and do what we can to stand for what is right. In the name of Jesus.